trapped in their snow shelter on the side of the largest mountain in the fell, the party spent the day huddled together, eating the last scraps of their rations, but dispelling some tension that still hung in the air between them. After solidifying their plans for the heart of the void, they settled in for another arduous night on the slopes. Come morning, however, their relatively peaceful time was shattered by, funnily enough, the absence of the storm. But then following it, a voice, all too familiar, that beckoned them outside. Rolandir will shoot up immediately upon hearing the voice. Takes him a little bit to really register what had been said and what exactly that implies or means. He's not going to move to go outside. He is going to, one, wait on the rest of the group to act. But also, he's going to keep a very close eye on what Corio was doing. The mock who was closest to the door after peeking out at, you know, the weather and whatnot, he'll look at Rolandier and Brynir, and he'll give them a little hand motion, beckoning them to come first ahead of the others, and then he will leave the igloo. Brynir will go ahead and leave the igloo. As Brynir starts to leave, Mick is actually going to grab his arm and will say, Do you really think that this is the best idea? What would it be a better one? I can see this only ending one way. I don't think that he means to negotiate with us. Well, we're not dead yet. And if we stay here, what good will it do? Mick will let him go if he continues to move. Rainier will keep going. Rolander's going to give a final glance to all those in the igloo, and then he'll trail Rainier. Corio will actually stop you for a moment before you go a hand on your shoulder and she'll say this voice this person you know who they are they know who we are yes Uh, a previous magister perhaps still magister I don't know but a leader in their group who has since become the godborn to heir Uh, a magister yes elevated to such a position it's the first time we've seen him since well since I thought he was dead, but uh, you're welcome to come along if you'd like to meet him. I would not, but I do not believe we have a choice. Rylander just gives a nod and he'll continue out. Val is going to stay and listen to see if like any sort of conversation or parley begins once the others arrive, because he would not like to leave the igloo, if at all possible. So then Luna, Mick, and Val have yet to leave the shelter. The lovers and the lover. Yep. <laughs> I'll be really close to the exit in case Morden gets sticky, but if I can stay in, I don't want to go out. I think Mick also hears this silent agreement that that's the plan. As Rolandir, Brynir, Vamok, and Corio move outside, the weather is practically unchanged from when Vamok peeked out the day before. However, everything is simply standing still. Not even like when you fought Natanda in Miralag's realm, where everything crawled to like this minuscule speed, it stopped. It has completely stopped. Like there is no motion. And as you walk out, it actually takes you a second to like draw breath as it's just strange being in this air that is suspended, presumably in time. And of course, before you, in robes that are 
outfitted for the cold weather, though similar in construction and style as before, is Magister Morden, whom you last saw when you sent him careening into the amber with a blown-up inn. Nearly nine months ago. Time changes, of course. Why couldn't you have stayed dead? Dead? Why, I do not believe I ever died, first and foremost. Did you think you'd killed me? That's awfully cute. <laughs> no, I just wished it. And, and you're the... I can't remember your name, but I believe last time I saw you, you had one less arm. Yes, but you gave it back to me. <laughs> yes, I do remember. I was so generous. You don't think I could just... And he snaps and it's gone again. Oh, boy. Ah, yes. What I have given, I can also take back, can I not? Brynir, you're gonna suffer four points of strain and 80 psychic damage. 80? <gasps> Big deal. As, this, like, through gritted teeth, as, like, sweat and blood is running down. Yes. <laughs> Nope, he, he's straight-faced. He's waiting for this moment. We'll see if you're straight-faced, actually. Do a constitution check. <laughs> <laughs> he poops his pants if he fails. <laughs> he clenches his anus. <laughs> <laughs> Callbacks, man. Callbacks. 28. You are able to keep a straight face and a calm, at least, composure when you're speaking, but that doesn't stop the sweat and blood from running down your body. However, what's strange is that as your arm disappears, not even as if it disintegrates like it did when Morden first, it's as if it were never there this whole time. Like the arm that had been returned to you was an illusion. The stump where your arm is is already, like, healed and overgrown with like distorted muscle and skin. So wait, where's this blood coming from? It burst out for a second. Oh. And then like as your arm kind of poofed. Do you even want anything from us that requires speaking or should we just get on with it? Get on with what, Rolandia? And is he standing like in any way the direction that we would have to move to get up the mountain? Not especially. He's just directly in front of the entrance of the shelter, about 20, 25 feet away. All right, good enough. Just pointing abstractly at him and then kind of up the mountain. Getting you out of our way, as it were. Well, you see, you have something I require. Mm -hmm. Something my master requires. I'm sure. And I'll be relieving you of it. All right. And Rolandier looks at the mock. <sighs> I think it's time. If only I had another gemstone. Be like, this. <laughs> I had that thought too. I mean, you have a gemstone with something in it. <laughs> How do you feel about roommates more than. <laughs> and then I hold up the same crystal. <laughs> Whatever you think you're going to do, I would advise you not to do it. I am simply an errand boy in this situation. I want no quarrel. And do you really think that's what's going to happen? Yes, I think you'll give me the heart of the void. Your Demlik friend will have his arm back, and no harm will come to you. No further harm. And why do you think that's going to happen? Because I asked nicely. Don't make me ask again. That makes sense. 
We need to work on your manners. <laughs> Probably do. While they've been talking, is there anything that Vamak can do to ascertain the nature of the time freeze that is in place? Roll Arcana. Cool. Blamp, blamp. That's a six. <laughs> The only thing you're able to glean is that it's insanely dangerous to have done this. Like, this is this is beyond, like, normal capabilities. Like, this is instant in-jail time cops illegal type stuff. <laughs> uh, just kind of under his breath, really only towards, since there's no, you know, wind or anything, towards Brynir and Rolandier. Vamak will just very quietly say, we should keep him talking. And then looking back towards Morden, you say that you have come here to relieve us of the heart of the void. I have spoken so, and plainly, yes, that is my objective. And you do not seek to trade with us in any way. Trade? Why, whatever do I have to offer? <laughs> Tell me, Morden, what exactly is the end goal for you here? You say you are an errand boy for air, and you have come to retrieve the heart for him, presumably to return it to him, since he was not the one to obtain it from us. No, no, not in the slightest. In fact, my course is not so different than your own. I simply seek to take it and then move myself to the top of this here peak use it, as it were. The ethereals cannot. Air, egg, in their great power, their all-knowingness, their omniscience, omnipotence, whatever you wish to call it. They can't touch the heart of the void. They can't even see it. Did you know that? <laughs> but we can. We mere mortals. And in our hands, we have power over them. Power I intend to use to further heirs' purposes. Do enlighten us, since you have been so plain in your speech up to this point. What exactly are heirs' purposes for this world? Other than supplanting his brother, I would assume. No, that about covers it. It's an ages old grudge. I'm sure if you had a brother of your own, you'd understand. Oh, wait. I know the feeling all too well. And I also know that this course of action does not lead to any sort of positive outcome. In my own quest for power, it has led me to this very point. I would say in your own quest for power, it will not lead you any further than it has led me. You think us one and the same, do you? No. Though there may be some similarities, I do not think we are the same. I do not think that I am as brash to do something such as this, motioning towards just everything. Uh, you know, the time frozen around him, the snowflakes that have stopped falling in the middle of this storm. Quite an impressive feat, this working of intent is. And what do you purport to know about intent, or the workings of the world, for that matter? 
he seems to get quite irrationally angry at you even bringing up this little feat. <laughs> Why don't you just call your others out of that little igloo you've built here and we can get this over with? You know, Morden, actually, it's a good point that Vimok makes. It's a great display, but to what end? And I don't mean for air, but for you. What do you get out of this deal with air? Surely some magnanimous title, seat of power. This This will be but a child's party trick compared to what you can do when this is all said and done, I'm sure. I get to remake the world according to my will. Now, the other three. Exit the shelter immediately. It is interesting that you would choose such a display of power, that you would choose to do this. I am sure that you, in your might, could do the same thing without freezing time. Stop speaking or I'll have your jaw. The rest of you, out of the shelter immediately. If you really want them out of the shelter, then you can just make the shelter disappear, can't you? Surely that's just a flick of your wrist. As you say this and you see him fuming, there is like a bead of sweat going down his temple. And Brynir, looking at your arm, there's almost like a flicker. Well, where your arm used to be. Keep pushing them buttons. (laughs) As a matter of fact, why don't you clear this whole storm? Why bother freezing it? Just... Command the very storm winds to cease. I mean, again, for one who purports to want to change the world, that should be a lowly feat. I've had enough of your stalling and your trifling. The others will come outside now. While Rolander's been talking, he's been, like, slowly working his way, kind of in a bit of a circular fashion, but getting closer to Morden. So kind of walking around the outskirts of where Brynir and Vamok are and getting closer. How do you know that they are even still inside the igloo? We could have teleported them away while you were out here showing us this great display of power. Even the air is hard to suck into my lungs. It must take quite a bit of concentration to maintain control over so many things. You have one. Last chance to do as I say. Or what? For that matter, if you could already stop so many things, why not just freeze us as well and come rifle through our bags, take what you need and leave without ever needing to parlay, as you say. You understand very little about the thing you hold, don't you? And you purport to know so much about it. Some otherwise unknown artifact, which cannot even be wielded by your own master. Nor yours, whelp. Now, if you'll quite excuse me one last time, the others will exit the shelter immediately. Or else. (laughs) You seem to be straining more than what's the matter. And as Brynir says that, you see... Like, uh, your hand, uh, you can almost start to feel it again, kind of like a phantom limb type thing. You looking at your palm and turning it over in front of you, and as you do that, it it, it flickers in and out of existence. As his arm starts to flicker, he gives a look at it. I think your power might be fading. And you just see Morden... His hands, his fists clenched, the the veins on the back of his arms and his knuckles just like bulging and his temple pulsing and he just goes, enough! And then time resumes. 
And Vamok, Brynir, Corio, uh, Rolandir, oh, no. and Morden just get die. <laughs> no. Die. Um, <laughs> you just get bulldozed by the weight of the storm that's been stored. <gasps> like potential energy since he paused it as now being transferred back into this wave. I'm really sorry that you guys are outside, but I'm really glad that I'm I know. <laughs> First, everyone that's outside, roll constitution saving throws, and after that, roll a dexterity saving throw, and tell me I'll, Please don't I'll get call on you. You get get plus five. Alright, what are Rolandir's results? On Rolander's constitution saving throw, he got an eight. And on his dexterity saving throw, he got a 14. Okay. Vamox. On the constitution saving throw, he got a 21. And on the dexterity saving throw, he got a 25. Okay. And Bryn here. For his constitution saving throw, he got 36. And oh. for his dexterity saving throw, he got 34. Oh my god. So Brynir doesn't even feel it. Vamok withstands it, and Rolandir just gets caught up in the tornado like flying out of Kansas. Off the mountain. <laughs> oh man. Alright, so Corio got a 26 on her constitution and a 30 on her dexterity. So she takes 10 damage and is thrown 5 feet back and knocked prone. Morden got a 22 on his constitution and a 20 on his dexterity, so he gets 40 damage. Oh, dear. <laughs> and is thrown 15 feet away. Uh, Vamok takes 30 damage and is thrown 10 feet away. Brynir takes zero damage nice. and is thrown five feet away, and all, all of these are knocked prone as well. And Rolandir. You are thrown 25 feet away <clears throat> and take 90 damage. Oh, boy. Are, is this wound-inflicting damage? Yes, this is physical damage. Nice. All right. I really hope that that's not lethal, but I have... It's not It's not quite not quite lethal. Five below my lethal limit, so major. That is major. a major wound. As you just, like, are spun through the air down the slope and smack and ricochet off a rock and then land into the snow, you're going to take a negative one on strength, constitution, and dexterity checks. So just minus one. Okay, a little dazed. You got a concussion, dude. A really bad one. Some other effects may yet manifest. Ugh. Okay, great. And then you'll, you will all take an additional four strain from being out in the storm. What's the visibility looking like? Now that the storm is in zero, full force, so we can't see Morden. No, you can't see your own feet. Yeah, like Rolandier has zero clue which direction he flew, where he is. Oh boy! And inside the shelter, you are then just buffeted once more by this wind and this noise, as you know, snow starts piling up in the entrance and through the flap once more. Can Val go to the entrance and sort of peek through and see if he can see anybody? You can, but you don't see anyone. You can barely see a dark shape in the snow that's like part of Brynir, maybe. But you don't know that. Yeah. 
I mean, I guess the person that we need to be the most concerned with is, is Rolando. You guys can stand up on your own, I suppose. I don't know. I don't know how to help you. How do you want me to help you? Uh, ball sack. Right, we're, well, I mean, Vamok might also be kind of lost in the storm. If I can't see my own feet, I can't really see much of anything. And I'm guessing that I wasn't keeping my bearings very well uh, as I was, you know, thrown through the air. Ooh, can Val, like, call out from the entrance to everyone to see if they can hear him? You can, and it is a very futile effort. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it was worth the effort, though. Okay, Vumak's going to do a little something-something that he hasn't needed to do for a bit. Can he use his tremor sense that he developed while he was blind, even if he's got to, like, squeegee a little intent to use it? Um, can he do that to try to figure out where himself, the igloo, Brynjir, and Rolandir are? without amplifying it with intent in and of itself given the terrain, the snow it's next to useless well I mean uh, yeah obviously I'm over here like on the snow but I'm gonna <laughs> stab your knife into <sighs> it jeez um, cause it's like it's 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 gotta be I don't have like some sort of super locate spell do I nope none of that helps me so. <laughs> Yeah, okay, well, uh, well, ball sack, because if we don't get back inside this shelter, we're going to freeze. Vobok's not going to use any intent. He is just going to give it his best freaking guess as to where Rolandier went. <laughs> you know, he's going to try to, like, think about where he landed, and if he saw Rolandier go anywhere... He's going to spend a little bit of time looking to see him because it looked like Rolandier really took the brunt of it. Roll survival with disadvantage. Okay. And I think we're going to have like a unofficial initiative order here. So just like everyone gets to go and then we'll go back to the top. Fugger at this. Okay. I rolled a 14 and a three. <laughs> so the total <laughs> will be 13. I'm taking the lower one because I actually am proficient at survival. You kind of crawl ten feet in a direction. <laughs> Nothing. No no change. Okay, this is... Okay, realizing pretty quickly that this is futile, the mock is going to do his best to start digging a little snow cave for himself so that he'll be, like, below the winds and also be around this nice insulating snow. Be, it's like a mini igloo. Um, and so he's just going to try to do that as quick as possible before he, like, totally freezes. All right. Who's next? Brynjir, on the having been thrown and a little disoriented, he's going to give it his best guess going back to the shelter. And this utter gray out roll survival. A uh, 23. You crawl on your hands and knees and then slide a little as you fall down into the entryway of the shelter met by, you know, Luna, Mick, and Val looking down at you. Ah, there you all are. Uh, what happened out there? We had a visit from Morden, as you probably surmised, and it looks like he did something foolish by holding the storm at bay. That full force came crashing down at us. Unfortunately, I was unable to ascertain where exactly Irlandia or Vumark went. And to be clear, you kind of slid down and are on your back looking up at the three of them. And glancing past them, you see the roof of the shelter just 
start to crack and give way a little. But enough of that. It looks like this structure will come down at any time. What should we do? Well, I I suppose that we either hit him while he's weak or we get the heck out of here. Where are we supposed to go? The crown of Agadon. <laughs> right, sorry. <laughs> we can't get there right now. <laughs> For his action, Val is going to attempt as best he can to sort of reinforce the structure of the snow cave from the inside. Like with Fabricate, for instance? I'm not going to use Intent. I'm just going to use my hands. <laughs> All right. I could use Fabricate, but alas, uh, Intent. Very well. Um, well, there's not a construction skill, so... <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's just roll... Could I, could I argue for, like, investigation to locate the places that are the most weak and would need the most shoring up and then pack those back in? I'll allow it, <laughs> but with disadvantage. <laughs> the, the irritation. Did you say disadvantage? Yes. Okay. Fine. Mostly because it's really easy to locate where, but it's also following through with the physical action. That's fine. I can't do math. 13. According to you, you've done a swell job. <laughs> <laughs> as far as Val knows, you're safe. Well, that doesn't sound very reassuring now, does it? Perfect. Okay, that's that's all Val's going to do, though. Got Mick and Rolandier. Rolandier! Rolandier's reeling from being tumbled through the air and hitting a rock and, you know, decreasing his IQ by about 50 points. Um, What's well, in the <laughs> negative now? It's in the negative a now, yeah. concussion. He is pretty much solely focused on finding out where Morden went, but he has no freaking good way of doing that, so he's just going to start. He, he picked himself off, off the ground as best he could and stumbling along. Roll survival or, with disadvantage. Uh, 15 total. You move 30 feet in a direction. Yay! Awesome. Corio is going to scramble back to the shelter as well. She also makes it to the entrance and then just slides down a bit disoriented and, and then turns over and then tries to just, you know, sit up and immediately goes to help Val kind of reinforce these spreading cracks and sagging parts of the structure. Luna will look between Brynir and Mick and say, I, I, I think we need to go and go outside and find the others. I, how long do you think they could survive out there like this? How do you think you're going to find them? Well, one of you will have to use intent, I imagine. Very well, Luna. I, I have an idea. And Mick gets out this insane amount of rope that she's been holding <laughs> on to from before. And um, we'll give one end to Luna and we'll start to, to walk with it and we'll start to walk out. And we'll kind of... You're just holding it in your hand? Uh, yeah. Tie it around yourself. Oh. So that Ryan doesn't yank it out of your hands. You know what she does... <laughs> And this was an original thought. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Mick is going to tie a bowl in and we'll tie it around her waist. The end of it. Okay. You tie this knot and work your way out into the storm. As it hits you, you're going to take two strain right off the bat. Yeah, that makes sense. And she'll be going with haste in case that wasn't evident. I guess just so... It's tied around her, but I want to make sure that somebody is holding it at the other end, and it's Brynir. That's yeah, Luna's hold holding it. <laughs> Brynir's going to help Luna hold it. Luna has spaghetti arms just like her boyfriend. 
<laughs> I, I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't Val or just Val or just Luna. That there's I, one person. I, I got it, Captain. <laughs> oh man! I just wanted to make sure it wasn't <laughs> spaghetti arms, just like. <laughs> It's <laughs> not so funny. This is why my characters get bullied because I find it amusing. <laughs> Luna could a hundred percent beat Val in an arm wrestle. Oh no question, no it's question. It's so weird because you're like built like a tank because your HP is so high. My HP and is your constitution crazy. too. But you also got some uh, some magic roids from uh, Yakuda. When from you... Yakuda, yeah, that didn't yeah. change any of my stats. No, I know, but you at least look. You, you look, look like, uh, you know. I look you slightly look like, less skinny than I did. Yeah, before. it's it's more like linguini over spaghetti. <laughs> that is a thick pasta. <laughs> linguini arms. Maybe one day you'll have like rigatoni arms that are nice and beefy, <laughs> straight up. <laughs> As everyone has expended an action and Mick has moved out of the shelter. You won't have to take this strain since this is your first time in the storm, but everyone that is still outside in the storm will take an additional four strain. Okay. Oh, boy. So that's just Vamok and Rolandier and Morden. I hope this kills Morden. <laughs> Sur- survives the amber, but dies in a winter <laughs> His storm. His own hubris. <laughs> uh, Vamok, with your shelter, as you, like, you have joined your hands and are just shoveling snow huge packs of it away the storm that's coming down is undoing about half of your work as you do it so it is a grueling slow process as the cold continues to just wash over you what do you want to do okay i'm gonna i'm gonna hold off for one more turn i've got enough strain that i think i could probably last one more turn before totally dying i'm going to try again i'm gonna abandon the, the, the little mini snow cave, just seeing how quickly the snow is piling up. I'm going to try one more time to see if I can find where the shelter is. Alright, roll survival with disadvantage. Ballsack. So with disadvantage, that's going to be 16. Three above my previous roll. Alright. You move, you're able to stand, and you move 15 feet in a direction. No sign of the shelter. No sign of Rolandier. But speaking of... Speaking of our dog. Rolandier. What's Rolandier doing? Oh, he's still wholeheartedly trekking on trying to find any sign. Uh, honestly, like, in his heart of hearts, he's going after Morden. But in his deeper heart of hearts, he's just trying to find anyone. So His heart of heart of hearts. In his heart of heart of hearts of the void. Um, <laughs> yeah, so just moving. Looking for signs, signs of life. I'm assuming survival check with disadvantage. Yes. <laughs> I rolled two ones. Oh! oh. Wow. The dice have dictated. Yikes. Wow. Yikes. For a total, for a total of five. <laughs> for a total of failure. <laughs> Love that for you. As you stumble along in this encroaching dark, in this awful storm, you feel a slight decline beneath your feet, and you surmise that that's not the way to go. So you start marching what you can conceive as up, 
and after a few steps, you see something ahead of you. Something dark, a dark shape. And as you take another step toward it, it's just completely whited out by the wind and the snow. And then as you take another step forward, it becomes all too clear as your foot just falls into nothing. And you slip down the side of an icy chasm, rolling and tumbling about 60 feet. Yay. But there's snow at the bottom, right? (laughs) As you slide the first 20-ish, 30-ish feet on this incline and then just slip off that edge and fall the remaining distance, you land on the ground with a resounding crack uh, as you suffer 39 damage and your leg breaks in the calf. That, that's, a, that's a major wound, definitely. <laughs> all right, all right. Not doing too hot. And looking around, it's clearer down here. Dark, but clearer. And across the way, a trickle of blood kind of running down this ice toward you is a dark figure in a black and purple robe clutching his chest. And he looks up and meets your eyes and says, well, <laughs> Rolandia, shit, 